like I, I I really mean it. Like we have such a cool hobby and community around it. All right, welcome back to another exciting episode of Spell Storm Miniatures. My name is Jeremiah. And I'm Chad. And today we are without Dan, but we do have a special guest. And to join us today is Alex from Nelson Mini Painting. And so say hello. Hi, hello. <laughs> Very good. Uh, <laughs> so uh, so you're in a no whole nother time zone. You're in a whole nother state than us. Uh, where are you from? I sure am. Uh, heart of Dixie. I'm down here in Alabama. Yeah, we actually are experiencing some nice weather for once. So trying Very to good. enjoy it. Tell the next tornado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we're enjoying a, a week of nice weather here too. So, and, and yeah. you actually, you might appreciate this. I actually have a brisket on the smoker right now. That there I'm smoking. You go. So I got out of real early this morning to to put that on. So, but hey, well, I uh, hope we that brought, comes out good. Yeah, I hope so too. It's looking good. It has a good bark on it. So. Um, we uh, we asked we brought you on because uh, well first of all uh, you are a content creator and you're you're one of the hobbyists who are contributing to the community uh, just like we are and so we wanted to introduce you to a larger audience want to find out a little bit more about you and what you do and so um, why don't we start kind of with the basics just kind of you know uh, your your introduction into hobby. What games did you you like? Do you play? Do you not play? I mean, as a painter, sometimes you don't play. You know what I mean. So uh, <laughs> let's, let's find out more about who you are. Sure. Well, I started out in high school just playing Dungeons and Dragons, and we actually didn't have any sort of minis. It was all theater of mind um, until one day, just out of the blue, somebody gave me a box of those old pre-painted D and D figures. Uh, this is before WizKids was doing it. They they looked like absolute crap, but I loved them. And I was just like, look at this little cobalt. He's going to stab your guy. And I tried to get that going, but my group, they we'd done it for so long without minis, so it just kind of fell to the wayside. Yeah. Uh, until about 2016, um, so, some of you or maybe your listeners might remember a game that did not last very long. Uh Magic the Gathering, Arena of the Planeswalkers. Oh, yeah. It, it was it was HeroScape, but magic. Mm -hmm. And it did not do well. Oh. So about 2016, <laughs> those boxes of minis were bottom, bottom tier uh, sales on Amazon, on Five Below. So I ended up getting like 90 miniatures for about 20 bucks. <laughs> oh, that's a steal. Oh, it's a steal. It was absolutely awesome. Uh, so I just, I grabbed those and I grabbed some Apple Barrel paints from Walmart and just kind of went at it. Built from there, once I felt like I was grown up enough for a real mini, I'd spend the whole $5 on one thing from Reaper. Yeah. Uh, and I'm only, I mean, 2021 now, this is the first, it, it's been building up into where I'm actually willing to spend money on like a yeah. games workshop product or uh, some yeah. of those smaller uh, boutique studios like uh, uh, Dark Sword Miniatures, uh, if you're yeah. familiar with them. They're yeah. great sculpts. And now I actually feel confident enough as a painter to actually approach those. And that's been yeah. really fun. Yeah, nice. I know how that feels. Even with just some of the stuff that I have from certain games that I play, and now that I do a little bit more hobbying than I do playing, um, I feel mm -hmm. the same way. It's like I've been painting pretty steady for the last couple of years now and, and slowly getting better and just getting more confidence, feeling like stepping up to something a little bit, uh, a little bit better, mm -hmm. a little bit more intricate. It's an exciting yeah. feeling. It, it just feels like you're, you're opened up to a, a whole new world of fancy army men. <laughs> So you started, so after this initial purchase of 90 miniatures for, for 20 bucks, you started uh, buying some of the Reaper singles. Is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah. When, 
Great when Home was my you, first product. Okay. When did you graduate uh, paint products? Uh, like you said, you mentioned your, your first paint projects uh, you bought from like Walmart, right? Uh, are you still using that same brand of paint or have you, do you still use other stuff now? Oh, so after, and this was the sum, I just, I got a better job. So I have more disposable income for that hobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, right I actually, about the time I was willing to buy real minis, I got the starter mm-hmm. set from Army Painter. Yeah. And I still have a bunch of Army Painter paints. I have a lot of Reaper ones. And I, I've tried to avoid brand loyalty when it comes to paint because there's so many paint brands out there and none of them are good across the board like i love reaper paints but their washes are not as good as army painters and some of the more vibrant uh high what's the word i'm looking for um Saturation. The very high pig, high saturation. There we go. Yeah. I like to go towards P3. Their Inferno Orange is my favorite orange. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's some great paints. I'm a big fan of P3's Coal Black. I use that every chance I get, basically. <laughs> I love that color. That's sort of an inside joke now. Coal Black on everything, right? Right, Chad? Just, a, just about. <laughs> Uh, I fa- I even found a space to put some coal black on the miniature I painted today. So nice, <laughs> nice, nice. I'm that way with uh, Reaper's Nightshade Purple. Uh, it's just it's a wonderful paint. Like if you put it on a mini by itself, it's just black. But yeah. if you use it for shading, it's just it works really well with reds and purples and blues. Oh yeah, it doesn't work well with greens, but. I yeah. tend towards those warmer <laughs> palettes anyways. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, you just used a fancy technical word, you know, just talking about saturation, warmer palettes, that sort of thing. Do you have any background mm-hmm. or history in art? I don't. I was actually a psychology major in college. Um, <laughs> I did. I took an intro to art class and some sculpture, but that was that was just to get some electives through. Yeah. Um, because I always had it in my mind, you'll never get a job doing art stuff. Go do psychology. And now I work in traffic management, completely related <laughs> to my major. Hey, man, I've got a degree in digital television and video production. <laughs> and I work in a game store. There we go. I work retail in the game store. Podcast. But yes, I do. I do also do. I've been on a couple of different podcasts. So, yeah. I am still kind of in the media world a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But we're like an audio podcast. So we don't even get to use any of your cool skills. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't. I I was more uh, in the writing and directing side of things. I was less in the like audio or lighting i had a couple of other friends that were you know everyone has their specialty and so you surround yourself with other people that are better at doing certain things than you are so yeah yeah so it sounds like for your gaming history uh it started with rpgs have you ever played any mm-hmm. miniature games yeah i've i've dabbled with a few i actually did try the arena of the planeswalkers um just because i had them and yeah. That led me into HeroScape, which is a wonderful system and has a, a really great following online of some dedicated fans. So that was my yeah. first real war game. Um, but Heavy Gear Blitz was that that was the first one I, I went out and I bought an army. I, I'm I play a militia army from the south. Nice. And it just pulled me into it because I saw just pulled it, pulled it up online. I was looking for some stompy robots and here are these guys that look straight out of some old cartoons like Gundam or Votoms and it just immediately grabbed my imagination. So yeah. I had to recruit one of my buddies who plays a lot of War Machine uh, into playing that with me and I'm trying to get some more players look locally. Nice. You know, after COVID I'll be able to work harder on that. Yeah. 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 And last week we talked about my first experience with Heavy Gear Blitz. 
um, in last week's episode. So uh, uh, we played a game North versus South. So um, it was a good introduction. Mm-hmm. So um, any other games outside of Heavy Gear Blitz? Um, not that I've played. I collect more yeah. than I play right now. Uh, I've got a few yeah. Games Workshop products that I like. I really like the Age of Sigmar models. I just, there's yeah. no one locally who plays it. Uh, and Infinity has some beautiful models, but I don't think I'm smart enough to play Infinity. Uh, my eyes glazed <laughs> over about three pages into the rule book. Yeah. yeah, I'm still currently reading it too. It's hard. It's a, that one's a, there's layers there on that game. So definitely. That's cool. That's cool. So, so Heavy Gear Blitz captured your imagination. Um, but yeah, that's cool. That's very cool. And how did you decide on South? Um, aesthetics, honestly, like I I saw the iguana and I was just like, that's a Zaku. I want to paint it red. Um, (laughs) and uh, it's really just from there. And I decided to actually learn the lore for the South past Mm -hmm. that. Uh, interesting thing about heavy gear is there is a lot of story and lore out there you just kind of have to look for it because they did not include it a lot of it in the core rule book but those older editions they've got a few thousand years of history that you can read that's really interesting yeah that's one of the things i like in general about games is as i like learning about you know the lore and the history and finding out Mm -hmm. who like the characters are and things like that so that's what that's what attracts you to uh, a system, you know, like models attract you for painting purposes, and then the lore att- attracts you for the gaming purposes. At least for that is for me. So, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, um, talk to us about Nelson Mini painting, and like, when did it start? And how did the journey from just being a hobbyist into being a commissioned painter, what was that like for you? And like, what was like, I want, I'm really interested in the light bulb moment that going off of this is what I want to do. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I actually, I actually got those, uh, that first South heavy gear army, uh, December of 2019. Um, and that was my first, big project i guess uh, other than that it's just been okay well i'll do three minis here this was hey you're gonna do 20 minis and that was my first time actually sitting down and making a cohesive army doing that and i was so yeah. proud of myself that i wanted to share it some places uh and that was my first real introductory into the wargaming side of facebook or reddit and i saw other people advertising their uh, commission painting service and I started following a lot of people um, if you're familiar with uh, the spotted painter excellent painter I've that was one of my first people that I started following um, and sort of out of the blue somebody asked if I was available for hire to paint uh, I think it was it was one of the dwarves from age of sigmar that's fire slayer I think they're called yeah mm-hmm. um and uh yeah he said hey i'll send this over your stuff looks good i want you to paint this model for me i have no idea what to charge us like okay uh five (laughs) dollars and luckily uh this guy he was he was really nice and was just like listen that's that's not what people charge for this uh i'm going to give you like the normal going rate and it it was a nice introduction into commission painting and that was uh early february of 2020 and then everything went downhill across the world and people had lots of minis that needed to be painted <laughs> um so it's it's just kind of worked out that i've had some extra time to do painting uh and people have had extra time to want figures painted and start those projects well, I was going to say, so the Fire Slayer miniature was the first one you did as a commission. Uh, it was just yeah. a single model, or was it like, okay. It, cool it was it was just the, the one character that, that they wanted. Um, 
it, it was for his wife's birthday. He, he got another okay. another somebody to do all the infantry, and then he commissioned out a lot of the hero characters um, just to get them all done super fast. And that was yeah. uh, fun because I was I was so excited that somebody wanted me to paint something uh, that yeah. I tried harder, I guess. Uh, yeah, and yeah. that's something that I've found is if somebody wanting your art on their table, it, it sort of encourages me to work harder and develop new skills because, I mean, if somebody's going to give me money, I want them to like like it when they look at it. Yeah, and I right. want to be <laughs> proud when I'm done with it. Yeah. So it's only been uh, a little over a year doing this, but I think I've made more progress this year as a painter than I have in the four years prior to that. And that's a really cool feeling. Yeah. So far, what has been your favorite project? Mm, um, personal project or commission project? Oh, that's a good question. Why don't you answer both? What's your favorite personal and what's your favorite commission? I think um, right now I'm working on uh, Sigvald the Magnificent. I've called him Evil Fabio. Um, and that's just been I mean, he a really... He basically is. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> like, I, I almost want to get into Age of Sigmar more just to learn more about this wacky guy. Um but he's the model itself is just so detailed and i've i've found that i've this is the first time i've done uh non-metallic metal on his gold armor i'm just like really proud of uh so that's been really exciting maybe it's just because it's fresh on my mind um personally though i've had a few i i, I guess you'd call them a breakthrough moment like you finish this miniature and you you just know hey i you, you kind of hear the sound in the background level up music uh you've gained some points <laughs> in a skill um and er, early on that was like a rock troll for miniature uh from reaper miniatures um that's when they started their bones you uh black line that was yeah. really cool it was my first time trying cell shaded stuff and that taught me a lot about highlighting um more recently there was a flat miniature that i did of evil thoughts I, I know this is a podcast so people can't see this but i'll show you guys um it's <laughs> it's this oh. woman and okay. the hair sort of morphs into a devil figure whispering in her ear and yeah. it was with a, it's an almost two-dimensional thing, uh, a flat miniature. So you really have to push yourself with shading and giving those volumes and different lighting effects. Uh, and I, I don't know, that, that's what I remember most about projects is I feel like I've gained experience from doing yeah. that in, yeah. in the nerdiest way possible. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's <laughs> literally feeling like I've leveled up something. You gotta keep, keep right keep in with the grind, though. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. I was glancing through your stuff on your Instagram, and I saw that the Sigvald your Sigvald looks really looks fantastic. Right now, I actually grabbed that model myself, and I haven't started working on it because it's it's one that I wanted to grab and and eventually get around to, and eventually I'll get around to doing it. But I did also see that flat miniature on your Instagram too, and thought it was an interesting piece. Uh, it's very it, nicely done. You know what it kind of reminds me of? Um, it kind of reminds me of like those pins, like like mm -hmm. gamers will have pins that they'll put on their bags and stuff. And is, is there a? I mean, there's no pin on the other side, right? It's just a, like yeah, it's just like a flat piece of probably not lead. Um, okay, that somebody put into a single side mold. Uh, there's a few that I have that I need to paint. Uh, the only other one that I've painted was a few months ago. It was uh, a Ranger flat miniature from Reaper. Mm -hmm. um, I, I mentioned them because they're a big name and people will yeah. recognize that and be able to go look at it and sort of get the idea of, oh, that's what a flat mini looks like. That's cool. Yeah. So I have a, uh, have you ever painted a bust before? 
I'm actually working on my first bust. Um, well, I take that back. I'm actually in various stages of working on three different busts because <laughs> I keep getting uh, distracted from my own projects to go work on people's armies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I asked that because it feels like um, I've, I've you know, met a lot of painters who paint busts in addition to you know, their, you know, like their little figures, our, our toy soldiers that we paint. But I've never met a painter who has painted a, essentially two, a flat miniature, a 2D, you know, miniature. So, mm. so to be able to go from 2D to bust and then everything in, in between, I think is, is uh, uh, really stretching as an artist. So that's why I wanted to ask. Yeah. And, and that's, what motivated it because I would feel like I wasn't learning something. So I would limit myself in some way and focus on that skill that I'm trying to, to work on. Um, yeah. You can do that through limiting your palette. Okay. I'm only going to use four colors for this minute um, or do that more. I'm only going to use black and white and just push it as best as I can doing those sort of exercises, it, it feels good when you succeed. Uh, and you also, it, it immediately translates to whatever else you end up painting. Hmm. I started doing that as well with, um, and this was more over the summer. I started doing miniature landscapes. I'm talking about like one inch long and like a half inch tall. Okay. And I would just do a starscape or a, a lighthouse, just whatever caught caught my attention that day yeah uh, one time i painted a cabin on a penny it, and it was just to practice brush control because i felt like i was not learning on a miniature so i had to do something cheap and a penny that's pretty cheap little square yeah. con card stuff <laughs> that's pretty cheap yeah how much time do you spend painting a week um Right now, I actually try to paint between four or five hours uh, every day. Um, wow. and that, that's a lot. Um, yeah. I also have <laughs> a lot of unpainted miniatures. So yeah. I'm trying to get through. Is, how much of that is personal and how much of that is commission? Um, right now, it's about, I'd say, two to one, three to one commission versus personal projects. Okay. Wow. I'm trying to get some of my own pile of shame done. Um, <laughs> I actually haven't finished all the figures from uh, Arena of the Planeswalkers. <laughs> I've still got some yeah, of those sitting in there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I think we should rename it. I just thought of this. Instead of calling it a pile of shame, we should call it a pile of opportunity. Yeah, a pile right. of potential. A pile of potential. There we go. Yeah, POP, pile of potential. <laughs> I like that. But, Always look on the bright side. Yeah. What <laughs> I'm hearing you, like what what I'm hearing you is is uh, is you really enjoy painting and and you enjoy trying new things and stretching yourself as as a painter. Um, every you know, we have a Discord for our podcast. And every Thursday we have a paint party that we host and people will log in and, you know, and some people will have their video on and some people will, won't, but, but we'll all just kind of talk to each other while we're working on our projects. And, and what I'm finding is we're having fascinating conversations about what we're trying. You know, people ask, Hey, what do you think about this color combination? Like, does this work for you? Like, and you know, and we'll post pictures and things like that. But like, to encourage each other in that way uh, is, is pretty cool. So, um, yeah. So, and you're doing it solo. It seems like. Um, do you have a Do you have a big a big community around you, or? I've I am a part of like eight different discords and oh, like a, a, yeah. a handful <laughs> of different Facebook and Reddit pages, and I'm. I don't always comment on things, but I'll read through like 40 right. or 50 comments just because reading about other people's painting journeys, it, it really does inspire you. It, it, it engages your mind. Like while you don't have paint on a paintbrush, 
to think about someone else's models. And that's, yeah. Oh, my wife gets annoyed with it because she doesn't even play D and D. And whenever I get into that and start hyper fixating on a campaign that I'm writing, um, yeah. I'll talk her ear off for hours. So <laughs> finding some people on, on the internet who are equally as bored. It's the yeah. best thing about this hobby. And we have such a, such a supportive hobby. Uh, yeah. I know people get a lot of flack about us nerds, but we really are the best people. It's awesome. I agree. My wife just smiles and nods. She, she <laughs> pretends to be interested. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's cool. Do you, um, you said, but you know, and before we started recording, you mentioned you had two kids. Do you, do you get them involved in, in your hobby at all? I try to. Um, I they're they're young. The oldest, she's six. She's about to be turning seven in September, uh, and we're actually planning on starting our first campaign with her over the summer. Mm, nice. I'm really excited. She started reading Junie B. Jones, and I'm just like, well, so you're doing math and reading. Have I got a game for you? <laughs> Yes, <laughs> good nerd dad. For <laughs> <laughs> but for both of them, they love sitting with me while I paint. Um, yeah. If I'm doing like important stuff or small stuff, that's usually late at night uh, when they're not up. But base yeah. coating or priming stuff, they love being in here and helping daddy. Yeah. Yeah, my kids are way past that stage of, and so they're like <laughs> in, they're like independent. They can do whatever they want now. But, um, but I imagine, you know, if I was, uh, you know, a father to young children, I would have multiple copies of, of figures and just put a paintbrush in their hand and be like, go to town and, and just celebrate it. You know what oh, I mean? Absolutely. So, uh, my, my son, Lincoln, he's, he's obsessed with Mario right now. Uh, so yeah. he, I, I have a dragon turtle from Reaper Miniatures that I'm going to paint to look like Bowser. And I made the mistake of okay. telling him this plan. So every day he's just like, hey, daddy, let's go paint Bowser. And I'm just like, dude, I've got to go to work, work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, that's information that should have been kept quiet on the hush hush. <laughs> A secret project that you work on. <laughs> right. I, I just love that it, it engages them. And yeah, I just... It, it doesn't have to be good so long as you're creating something that wasn't there before. E yeah. Even if you're just throwing paint on a model and it, it looks like crap, throw, throw a wash on it and you're good to go. If you're happy to have it on the table, you've done something awesome. That's you've right. made something that wasn't there before. That's right. That's, that's, that's a good ethos right there. Like anytime you're putting a paintbrush to a model, you're, you're doing something good. So, yeah. And a lot of times, since I work in a game store, and I'm, oh God, I'm the veteran painter in the store. Um, uh, I get a lot of people asking questions who are like looking to either getting into miniatures games or painting. And the and whenever I tell them, whenever I'm talking to them about painting, one of the first things I always tell them is like, don't be over, don't get fixated, or don't be overly concerned about how good or bad your miniature is. Focus on getting color where you want it to be on the miniature. And then as you keep doing that and keep getting better at that, eventually it will just start looking better. Like everyone starts somewhere. Like unless you've already done a bunch of art before or something like that, like your first miniature isn't going to look great. My first miniature didn't look great. And it took years and years to get to like where I am with my, uh, you know, the recent projects that I've done. And, and now we have some bigger display cases that are actually by the miniatures and paints area that has all of my death guard and the um, space Marine stuff in it. That, that is all stuff that I've painted over the last couple of years. So um, once we get the other one set up into another place, I'll probably have to put some more of my stuff. Uh, maybe I'll put some of my earlier pieces in that uh, got painted a long time ago and you can kind of see the difference between yeah. them. I think it's fun to, to put them side by side. And, you know, one of the persons in our discord, they're, they're, they're painting a model for the second time just so they can yeah. see the growth. Have, have you ever done that before? 
Not yet. I have I have an idea for a few that I want to do. I still I don't I don't know. Like I, I kinda like my ugly models. Um because <laughs> they, they make me they make me happy to see how much better I'm doing now with them. Yeah. Um because I mean I was used like the the models from uh, Arena of the Planeswalkers they're decent sculpts but they're they're board game minis so you're not going to get the sort of detail out of them anyways but they look so much better with Walmart craft paints than they did <laughs> as colored plastic yeah and yeah it's it's they're cool to look at and I still I still use them that's that's the fun thing like when I play D and I'll still bring out uh miniatures that i painted four years ago and chipping off a little bit but there's they're ogres that are going to be slain they don't have to be pretty they have to be there slay the ogre slay the ogre <laughs> yeah yeah well one of the things that i'm i'm always intrigued is is uh like people starting new businesses or changing companies or moving during a pandemic like mm -hmm. like when when covid started i didn't i didn't want nothing to change i just kind of hold up in my house you know i started working from home and didn't go anywhere and yet like so many people were doing other things that i thought was just beyond me so what was it like um you know essentially starting a business right before the shutdown and then trying to grow the business like how do you get customers and how do you you know um how did you maintain the flow of projects coming in that sort of thing talk to us about the business side of things maybe uh that's that's been an interesting challenge to say the least um and i i have like or, or, or like towards the beginning of february where i started diving into this and other people started reaching out to me um there were a few people that we had projects lined up as COVID started becoming a more real threat in people's minds. Yeah. Uh, and they, there are, there are a few projects that have just been put on indefinite hold. Um, and that's, it's disappointing because there, there's things that I was excited to paint. Um, I don't know if you've seen the figures from uh, Dungeons and Doggies. Uh, uh, yeah. I think those. They, they're adorable. And I was going to do those for a guy. And I got through the cats and catacombs miniatures for him, but he ended up losing his job after that. So, oh, yeah. and I, have, I haven't spoken to him for months. I mean, I, I, I don't know what my role as just somebody that you reached out to as a business person. I, I don't know where the line is. Like, can I reach out to you just to check and see if you're okay? Or is that weird? I, I just sort of default to, I've known you for years. And that's probably not the right thing. Um, well, I mean, in, in my opinion, I think it's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that personally, but I also like, I care about other people. And if I, if yeah. I think, I feel like I would do that if somebody was in contact with me, about doing a commission piece or something like that. And they had something happen. Not like, not necessarily to see like, Hey, do you have money so that I can do that job now? But like, so legitimately yeah. to ask them like, Hey, like, are you doing okay? Things are really tough. Like, especially in the situation that we're in right now. Um, or, you know, that we were earlier, uh, you know, halfway through 2020 when everything was so crazy. It's like, those are major yeah. things, and and I don't yeah. personally, I don't feel like it's really overstepping. If you're like, hey, I haven't heard you from you in a while. I just want to see, like, if you're okay. Did you guys manage to get your feet on the ground? Um, mm -hmm. You know, I hope that you like. I enjoyed working on the projects that I worked, you know, that I did for you. I just want to make sure you guys are okay and 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 maybe able to just enjoy the stuff that I was able to do for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't, I personally don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with asking somebody else like, Hey, are you okay? <laughs> like, yeah. 
Uh, it's, it's a weird time. And I think a big part of it was I, I didn't want it to come across as, Hey, let's, let's talk about that thing you're going to pay me yeah. for. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's just a, a weird gray area for me. And I've just sort yeah. of defaulted to I'll message somebody a month later. And if they don't talk back, that's fine. But yeah. I really do hope that, um, Y'all are okay. I hope that every, you and yours have weathered this plague as best as you can because it has been wild. Yeah, but um, at the same time, uh, it's it's been a really good year for me, and that's been not <laughs> like I don't know. There's a disconnect. Like we just bought our first house this year. Um, wow, we bought it in October because the interest rates were so low that it was finally the time. Yeah, actually viable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is uh that, that that's a weird like disconnect like when when it seems like the world is falling apart around you and yet mm -hmm. a couple of things have gone your way okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and sometimes you don't know how to feel about that whether it's to is it appropriate to feel positive and thankful or is it like yeah. you have to like you know, be shy about that. Um, yeah. So. I mean, I was, I was fortunate to stay healthy and employed through all of last year, uh, yeah. especially working at a game store. Um, mm -hmm. Like that's, you know, it's a major concern for a lot of people that were working retail is um, yeah. surviving or not. But uh, I mean, that's here, here nor there, not what we're talking about. But yeah. it's yeah no that's that's exciting though especially if you're if you're started a, a business where you're going to be doing commission painting you were able to get a house and be able to be like okay this is going to be my office area and be able to carve out maybe a little space for yourself so that you can yeah set up and describe, you, describe your space <laughs> yeah describe your workspace I have a little uh, twelve by twenty shed that I have a corner. <laughs> <laughs> I have my little painting area over here. Nice. It's it's messy right now because I was packing up uh, a project to send back to someone. But e even that, it's it's mine and I like it. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not going to like it as much when it gets to 90 degrees. Yeah, mine's uh, <laughs> half of my desk in the corner of my room, but it's a nice station area that's lit decently that I can leave my stuff set up and I can set a project down if I'm working on it and come back to it later if I'm feeling feeling like it. So that's yeah, that's always something I good. felt like is important to try and stay motivated for painting. But uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well then why don't we transition a little bit? Um you have some exciting things to do uh in this episode. Um one of the things you mentioned earlier was your desire to increase uh, the heavy gear blitz community in your area. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mentioned last week uh, in our episode that there are a lot of folks in our area who are trying the game out too. And, mm -hmm. um, and with uh, the beta for the third edition being worked on um, or being play tested or whatever it is they're doing, um, I, I get the strong feeling that it's going to come out to be an amazing game and it'd be a great mm -hmm. time to get, you know, to jump on and, and as things start and open up and stuff. So, um, so tell us a little bit more just about that game in general and, sure. and then, um, and then tell us how you're doing a crossover with, uh, with, uh, with your painting service, uh, and the game. So. Sure. Um, yeah, like you mentioned, they're uh, they finished developing the third edition of the game. They're actually about to start printing it, and I'm really excited to to get my I physical copy. That. Nice, oh, that's yeah. new information uh, for me. <laughs> it's it's been uh, a long time coming. Um, DreamPod Nine is a small company of yeah. some very awesome people, and they have been working their butts off for the past year. Uh, trying mm. to finish this third edition. Uh, and it's, we finally have the light at the end of the tunnel. And I know they're excited. Um, and all, all of the players, we're excited too. Uh, and 
something I don't know if you've uh, noticed. They actually earlier this year announced that they would be revamping the heavy gear role-playing game. <gasps> That's getting a new edition. <laughs> That's new for me too. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, so oh. essentially what we're going to be able to do is what uh, old heads in the hobby get are, have talked about. You get to start with, Hey, you're a pilot. Here's your uh, gear. And then you transition to, okay, well, here's a skirmish uh, between your squad of dudes and these other dudes. And they used to have an epic uh, scale side of that too, where you have full fleets fighting each other. Uh, and it's the same system, just in different uh, zooms, I guess. Yeah. And that's just really exciting. Uh, so, and like you said, we're always trying to get people playing the games that we play, because then there's more people to play with. That's right. And <laughs> what I have decided to do is give away a whole starter army uh, from the Dirty Earthers, the CEF, Colonial Expedition Force. <laughs> um, the story within the game is you have these colony planets that uh, were colonized by Earth, and then Earth had an economic crisis and had to close all of the gates to those other colonies. They were left mm. on their own for hundreds of years mm. because there was not an infrastructure in place for Earth to get out to them and for them to get to each other. Um, but Earth got back back and stuff. It's like, okay, well, let's go take care of those colonies. I'm sure they'll be happy to see us. The, <laughs> the folks on Terra Nova were not happy to see them. So that's the backdrop that we set our fun stompy robot game. And I chose the CEF because it has such a variety of models in there. You have a, a few hover tanks, you have a few light mechs, a few uh, heavier mechs, and then you have these flails, which are really interesting. They're actually super soldiers who have been cyber connect, cyberkinetically like connected. They've been fused into little personal sized suits of armor. Hmm. And as you learn in the lore, they are absolutely crazy because I mean, they have circuitry in their brains now that don't, don't belong there. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting army from a role-playing standpoint, from a lore standpoint, but also a play standpoint. So I thought that would be a good introductory for the game for someone. Right. And I actually, where did I put my hat? I'm going to go ahead and pull the name of who's going to get this. You know, as you're pulling, uh, what people had to do is they had to go to your Facebook page and page or yeah, like your page and then also like your, like your post. So yeah. All right. Uh, and drum roll. Tyler Case. Right on. Congratulations, Tyler. There we go. <laughs> All right. Nice. Cool beans. I'm going nice. to have to go inside and make a new post to tag him in it. That's exciting. Nice. Uh, I'll be able to get that out to him soon. Very cool. Very cool. I think I think that's really great what you what you're doing. Uh, just, you know, promoting, um, getting more people into the hobby and um, you know, at the same time, it's a great way to get your name out there, you know, Nelson painting service. So, um, I think that's cool. So, yeah, it's pretty, I hope it's pretty so. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, well, I'm excited to give somebody the chance to play it because starting a new game where you have to shell out 60 bucks to play it and you don't know yeah. it yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's a barrier for entry, and I'm glad to remove that for someone. Yeah. yeah. Well, and not only that, now they've got some fantastically painted miniatures to push across the table against somebody. The question I had uh, was, um, you, know, you talked about getting started uh, just a handful of years ago, painting, you know, four, starting back in four or five, six years ago. 
um, mm -hmm. and a lot of the other things that you've done to constantly challenge yourself uh, and looking at some of the work that you have looks fantastic. Have you, are you, or have you thought about working towards and improving your skills towards a competition level? Or are you just continuing to do this because it's something that you love? Is Was, you know, a competition, submitting a piece to a, a competition, a goal that you had? Or was it just something you kind of wanted to do to hone your skills and something that you enjoy? Uh, eventually, I'd, I'd love to enter a model into a competition. It's, I, I think I might judge myself too harshly. Uh, <laughs> I've not entered competitions because I decided that my entry just was not up to snuff. Um, but yeah, I know how that as, is. <laughs> and unfortunately, um, through COVID, our local game store, uh, they have gone by way of the dodo. Oh, so locally, oh, there's not a place to go. Um, yeah. But as as I improve, I I hope to be good enough to enter a competition. I'm not going to be a golden demon uh, thing ever, at least not until I I make a deal with with some devil somewhere, because those <laughs> those guys are insane. Cross, All those models crossroads are awesome. It, it, Crossroads at midnight's right. You're supposed to meet meet him. Be waiting at the crossroads at midnight. Make the deal. Right. I thought that was over in Georgia. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you guys are mixing your no. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. This is this has been a great conversation, um, and we always end our episodes by. Um, talking about kind of what's on our desk right now, like what projects we're working on. And so um, um, e either one of you can go first and and uh, each each one of us, want, uh, the question that stands for all three of us, what, what are we working on? And and uh, yeah, what's on your hobby desk? Well, before the episode, I was talking about how I painted one of the Victoria's <laughs> models from the Malifaux starter set that I had gotten a while ago. Um, just because nice. I thought the minis looked cool. Got them assembled, got them primed a long time ago. Uh, so I painted one of them earlier today, and I've got the other six spindly little lady models on my desk here just waiting to get some paint put on them. So I'll be working nice. my way through those because nothing else sounded interesting to work on. Yeah. I'm actually uh, doing the Death Archon for War Machine. And um, I had picked up the Scale 75 paints, uh, their, their version of contrast paints. Uh, I forget what they call it now. But, um, but it came with like a quick guide printout. And so I followed the quick guide when I was doing the wings. And, and I'm pretty sure it might be the best wings I've ever done. And so, <laughs> nice. uh, so I'm pretty proud of that. But then at the same time, that same day, Chad, my effigy, no, my emissary from for my Malifaux warband uh, crew arrived, and uh, and it's it's Sonia, and she's on a like a fifty mil base, and she's got her arms behind her, and she's leaning forward, and she's breathing out fire, and the fire turns into this big huge dragon, okay. and, and and as I was looking at my death archon, and I was looking at Sonia. I was thinking, gosh, I could paint the dragon in the same palette as as the Death Archon that I'm that I did, and so, but I'm going to do it slightly different than I did the wings, obviously, because it's going to be a dragon instead. And so, yeah. so I'm, that's my next thing to paint. And then I'm not attaching Sonia yet until uh, until the dragon's done, and then I'll paint Sonia separate and then put her on because obviously she's got to look different than the dragon. So, yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's what's on my desk. How about you, Alex? What's on your desk? Well, um, I'm hoping to finish Sigvald soon. And then I have uh, a few battle mechs that need painted from the word of Blake. And after that, I don't know, maybe I'll get some of my stuff in. <laughs> nice. We'll see. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Well, I appreciate you joining us today. This has been a great conversation. And congratulations to our winner, whose name I already forgot. Uh, it was 
Tyler Case. Tyler Case. Congratulations to Tyler Case uh, for winning uh, the Heavy Gear Blitz starter. Um, I just want to put a plug in for our paint party that I mentioned earlier. A great way to connect with Spellstorm Miniature listeners is through our own Discord server and uh, and and join us. We have random things going, like the weekly paint party. This month we have a, we started a book club, and so that's going. That'll wrap up, and then we'll have a new book club for May. And it's just a nice way to stay connected, even even during times when we're not as connected. So, um, with that being said, uh, check uh, Nelson Painting Service out on Facebook and on Instagram. I'm going to have links in the show notes, and then check us out at SpellStoreMiniatures.com. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.